everybody, and welcome to episode, the long-awaited episode two of uh, the Casual Gamer Society. Uh, my name is John Haru. I'm here with my special good buddy, Dave Clements. Good evening, good morning, whenever you listen to it. What, when, whenever. Time's yeah. relative. That's right. It's, it's, it's five o'clock somewhere, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we are the Casual Gamer uh, division of the Geek Devotions Network, the network let it, devoted to letting you know that you are loved. So if you don't listen past this point, or if this is the only thing you get out of this episode, we want you to know that you are loved. There's a plan for your life. You are cared for. And I think I said that out of order, but the point still remains. Uh, so without any further ado, Dave, yeah, what have you been playing lately? Um... 10 games at once because it's how my brain works. Why? Yuck, dude. I I, I don't I, know. I've been this way for quite a while. I think it's only gotten worse with the introduction of like gaming subscription services. So Game Pass, they're always putting new games out. And I'm like, eh, I'm going to try everything. Uh, but my attention has largely been focused on uh, a game on the Switch called Cult of the Lamb. I'll talk about it a little bit later. Um and I started playing Earthbound, which was a, I believe, Super Nintendo game. SNES game. Yes, I had yeah. I've played that on my SNES when I had one. I totally missed it. And I've heard a lot of good things about it. So I jumped on Nintendo Switch Online. I've started playing that. And then you're going to be playing that for a very long time. sir. that is a long game. I'm starting to figure that out because I have no <laughs> idea what I'm doing. I'm just like running around the town. Like trying to figure out what I'm which doing. town are you in right now? Uh the the first one. Oh, oh yeah, you you got a you you've got a yeah. journey ahead of you, sir. I'm sure. Uh, and then because of what we're going to talk about later in the episode, I was like, I need kind of a, I need a horror game to play. So I picked up Prey for my Xbox on Game Pass, uh, and that's actually that's been that's been fun. Some jump scares. So, yeah, but that that's it. Three games this time, not 20. See, see, I, I would I would lose track of what I was doing in any particular game if I were playing it more than one at once. Yeah, it depends on what the game is uh, with Earthbound. I figure I'm probably going to walk around town for the next 25 years and never finish it. <laughs> uh, Cult of the Lamb. It's pretty straightforward what you're supposed to do and pray. I may end up just getting too freaked out and walking away from it. But no, you're one I of those. Have... You're a scary boy. You, uh, you, you walk away from the scary stuff, huh? Sometimes, sometimes. Um, I did have a situation because you were talking about playing a bunch of different games. I've been playing Power Wash Simulator and House Flipper because they simulate work, and apparently, I like to work all the time. I and... guess I like I, I I play games to get away from work, but I mean, you're like I don't have enough on my plate. Ah! I don't know. It's relaxing. Like, I don't know. But I fired up because I didn't work today. My real job uh, took the day off. So I fired up House Flipper and I haven't played that game in a couple of months and I couldn't figure out how in the world I was supposed to like lay siding on my house. So I just I closed it and went to a different game. Yeah, I yeah, I, I don't know that I would have ever fired it up in the first place, but you know what have you been I, playing uh i actually just like 
just last night finished uh horizon forbidden west uh for for people who have played the first game horizon zero dawn uh this game is twice as long like it's it's there's a lot of content in it like i didn't finish every single side quest but i did most of them and i still put in 85 hours into it yeah, I mean wow. we're talking to, we're talking about like Final Fantasy, old Final Fantasy game levels of just grinding it out. Uh and it was it was interesting cuz I remember when I first started it, the I I was really down on it because the uh um tutorial stuff at the very beginning felt super handholdy and very uh what's the word I'm looking for? Uh companion questy. Oh yeah. And I'm like, I'm not going to like this. But once you got past the two hour tutorial, uh, yeah, two hour tutorial. Once I got past that, I'm like, mm, yeah, this, this, this is, this is the tasty narrative that I've been, I've been wanting. So, and of course I went, I, first thing I did was go out and grind and power level. So I was OP by the time I got to the <laughs> end. Yeah. I need to go back and finish the first one. It's, Dude. Again. It's it's on my list, but my attention span and yeah, it's tied with two other games as my favorite game of the last generation. That's cool. We'll have to talk about that. Yeah. The other the other two for the inquisitive listener uh, would be the God of War soft reboot that they did when, when they went into the Norse mythology um, and then Ghosts of Tsushima. OK, cool. I've played both of those games. Finished I know them. you. <laughs> I know you've played Ghost of Tsushima because you and I were we uh, did a little team up thing when they first released the multiplayer of that. So back on the yeah. PS4, I need to go back and revisit Ghost. That was a great game. It's a fantastic game, but we're not here to talk about last generation. We're here to talk about the future right now. Uh, yeah. There have been a crap ton of game announcements lately. Uh, and David and I are here to talk about some of those. Um, I'm primarily looking at the PlayStation state of play that was just on the 13th. Uh, Dave, you said you're, what are you, what are you covering? You said the I'm, Nintendo. I'm, yeah. I'm going to look at Xbox and switch. Cause I, I kind of have a, a shorter list cause I kind of picked out the things I was looking forward to the most mm-hmm. out of both of those platforms. All right. So how do you want to do this? Do you want to go back and forth or do you, one person does their list and the next person does their list? Um, yeah, let's just do it by list. That way people don't get confused at what platform we're talking about. All right. Well, being as I'm only covering one platform and you've got two platforms, let's go with you first, because I have a feeling that there's probably less PlayStation people out there in uh, with the geek devotions community. So uh, that would be fun to find out. Actually, I don't know that we've asked in discord i don't think we ever have that might be something i i that might be have to be a poll that i have to throw out there yeah. so if you if you are if you are listening join the geek devotions get discord because we will probably gear our information around that going forward but as for now dave go ahead and run your list and we'll just talk about things that come up that catch our interest all righty so i'm gonna go ahead and start with switch uh because I think this first game will be something that piques John's interest. Uh, At the end of the most recent Nintendo Direct, they gave a teaser for The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. 
which is the follow-up to Breath of the Wild. You see, Breath of the Wild has me interested. Like, I, I, I've i never played Breath of the Wild. I don't own a Switch uh, for people out there. Um, I'd like to own a Switch, but, you know, it it's money, man. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. I, and I'm a PlayStation fanboy, so obviously when the new generation started, my first investment went to uh, the PS5. And then after that, it was just like, yeah and then i got traveling i want to do so it's like where are your priorities two systems or finding out what life is like elsewhere so yeah i uh, we don't travel much so i was like nah, all my money I, can go into video games i know because <laughs> i keep coming up with ideas for us to do and you're like that sounds like it would be fun but <laughs> well, that's a whole other problem well my, my game systems came before travel conversations but. Yeah, I know. But I, if I didn't harass you about it, you thought you'd think something was wrong. Uh, but, but yeah, I, and I, I, I've yeah. heard about it. People refer to it as Breath of the Wild 2, which I don't know if that how much of a misnomer that is. Um, yeah, I would say it's probably on par. A date, a same visual style from Breath of the Wild, uh, but they officially announced what it was called during this Nintendo Direct. And they didn't give a lot of new like gameplay a lot of it was just cinematic stuff mm-hmm. but it looks like it's gonna it's it's part of that same you know style open world mm-hmm. cell shaded stuff is it the yeah, same still, link yes it is the same link so okay so it, it it is it it is an actual sequel then yes it is uh but you know zelda games they can't just you know throw a two on the end of something they did but well i mean i guess they did uh the uh uh it for for the first two games the first one was the adventures of zelda which was a misnomer because it was the adventures of link right but then the second one was uh the second one was zelda 2 the adventures of link uh which was confused yeah i know and then of (laughs) course of course the timelines are all screwy i've i've seen i've seen them plotted out like on a uh branching like on like on a like a, a branching tree thing and it gets five flavors of weird with the yeah. with how it branches out. So yeah, they they dropped a, a teaser and I believe that's supposed to be coming out in 2023. Mm-hmm. But I I'm, I don't know what I think May. So not too incredibly far away. We've waited longer for games. Um, they have been talking about uh, there is a new Pokemon game coming out in November. Mm-hmm. And that is Pokemon Scarlet slash Violet because that's what Pokemon games work. They put out two versions so that you're forced to trade with people. And this or one forced looks... to buy it, buy it twice. Yeah. Well, in my house, we're going to buy both games so my daughter and I can play. We both enjoy Pokemon, but uh, they've actually been releasing a, several of the the Pokemon that you get. And of course, they're cute because they're Pokemon, but you can ride a couple of them. They're like, uh, Kind of like vehicle Pokemon, which is weird, hmm. but that that caught my attention. Um, they announced that they are bringing four Resident Evil games to Switch. Uh, now, the previously released Resident Evil games. Yes, previously released. Okay. These are not new, but they're new to Switch. Um, mm-hmm. But there's a little asterisk there. They are cloud versions, so you will only stream them. You won't actually own a physical copy of the game and nor will you actually download the game right Yuck. so 
I've never played any of these cloud versions, but uh, they started it a couple of years ago with, oh, what was that? I don't remember what the game was, but they started doing this a couple of years ago when you had these games that run on Xbox and PlayStation, but can't run on the Switch because it just, it wasn't powerful enough. But with Resident Evil, you're getting uh, the Resident Evil 2 and 3 remakes, Resident Evil 7 Biohazard, and Resident Evil 8 Village. I, I will say, and, you know, everybody has their own opinion, so take mine with a grain of salt. I have played a streaming game before, not on the Switch, uh, mind you, but on the uh, on the PS5, and I have gigabit internet, so, you know, I, I'm, I'm best case scenario as far as hardware and uh, uh, internet speed, mm-hmm. and I still could feel a tiny bit of... Uh, controller leg really uh yeah and so i'm i'm not a fan of streaming i i understand how it's more convenient for the platforms but it's it's not my bag i i have been using um xbox cloud gaming which Mm -hmm. is their streaming version which only works for select games not all games can be streamed and I've actually not really had too many issues. There's a couple times where there's some lag or the game will just totally drop off. And uh, we've we've got decent Internet here. So uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's a system thing, but I, I I like it for the way that I play games. The fact that I'm trying trying things out and I'm not necessarily going to commit to something. It's a mm. great way to play test a game. And are you saying that you have commitment issues? Oh, I, I'm sure I do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in October, uh, I will have been married for 15 years. It's the longest commitment other than, you know, staying alive. Yeah. So, Children. Well, I don't have any kids older than 15 years. I know, but I mean, it's a long commitment, <laughs> too, is the point I'm making. So, what else you got uh, on your list there, Davey? That is actually going to be it for the Switch stuff. Oh, wait, hold on. There is one more thing, because this is exactly what Nintendo did. Uh, they are re-releasing GoldenEye 007 to the Nintendo Switch Online Expansion Pack. So you get to play the old Nintendo 64 GoldenEye with your buddies. Uh, and on the Switch, it is going to be local co- or local multiplayer, so couch co-op, and online play. So that'll be interesting. Uh, it's also coming out to Xbox, but Xbox will not have the online compatibility. I'm curious about that uh, online play for the uh, for the switch, because, again, this is just hearsay for me because I don't have a switch. But I've, I, I, to my understanding, uh, Nintendo's online play is leaves a little bit of something to be desired, which having pl- I have I have actually played the N64 Goldeneye mm-hmm. and I know that that can get pretty competitive. So, oh, yeah, yeah, Um yeah, Switch's uh, online service is it's not great. Now, I've not used it a lot, but they tend to overcomplicate things. I used it the most at the height of COVID where everybody was in lockdown and everybody who had a Switch was playing Animal Crossing. And that was a pain. They don't have a, a voice chat, so you got to set up like a third party service or... Hello, you know, Discord. Yeah, sometimes you'd have to be like... Like if you were playing Animal Crossing, you would have to go 
to a certain character, say, I want to open up gates to my island. Like there's like a, a five step process just to get somebody to come over and look at your island for five minutes. And then once those per that person was over to look at your island, couldn't do anything. You can't pick up items. You can't. Yeah, it. I don't know. Nintendo's got to work on it because it's not fun. Uh, so if you work for Nintendo of America, just know sometimes it's okay to copy ideas. You don't have to innovate absolutely everything. Right. Uh, PlayStation and Xbox have pretty decent online experiences. So maybe yeah, just keep with the weird controllers. Like I'm good with that. Ugh, I'm not. <laughs> so that is actually the end of my switch list. All right. What do you got for uh, the Xbox? Um, Xbox. There is a full release of a game that has been in like game preview mode uh, since I think I got my Xbox Series S. So what, two years? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So for two years, a game called Grounded has been in game preview. So you didn't have a full version, but it is essentially Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, but the video game and there are different quests and it's very open world. And you unlock different sections of the backyard as you try to figure out how to become full grown again. So that was fun. I played I played several hours of the game preview, which is essentially still the full game, but there were more bugs or something like that. No pun intended. Mm -hmm. And that is a scary game because they have spiders and the spiders are, you know, three times bigger than you are. And it's just it's terrifying but also wonderful at the same time. If mm. you ever wanted to live Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, this is the game you can do it. All right. Next, you have Gotham Knights, which is a Batman spinoff game that basically just follows Nightwing, Robin, Red Batgirl. Robin. Batgirl. So, Red Hood, not Red Robin. Oh, that's right. I was thinking, you're right. It is Red Hood. You were thinking of a burger joint. Well, there is Red Robin. <laughs> there is Red Robin. Um, Yum. So anyway. Uh, I don't this is an exclusive to Xbox. I know it'll be on PlayStation, but I'm a huge Batman fan and I love Nightwing. So why not? Yeah. And this is this is actually a sequel to the Arkham series that Rocksteady's yes. put out. Uh, for those of you un uninitiated out there who are listening. Um, so Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, Arkham Knight that trilogy and Arkham origins. If you want to include the uh, Montreal game that got put out on the PS three. Um, so if you're looking for more of that Arkham action, uh, this would be, a, would be a good one for you. I've seen previews of it for the PS on the, uh, on the uh, Sony state of plays in the past. It looks like it'll scratch that itch. Um, uh, the only the only thing that's really new that is bringing to the table is the four different playable characters. Yeah. Um, and I, I remember think co-op, I was about to say, I think that it, it will allow co-op like, uh, just, uh, sit down co-op rather than just, uh, just a, a standard online thing. But like, you can have, you can have someone just join in at some point. Like you could, like you can in Diablo three. You know, someone can just yeah. kind of jump in and be like, hey, we're in game for a while. Yeah. Uh, let's see. There is a new and again, this is not Xbox exclusive, but it was in the list that I saw. Um, the Dark Pictures, The Devil in Me. Uh, the Dark Pictures. I don't know, John, if you played any of those games. 
Uh, I have, if you want to, if you want to include, um, until dawn, which I, I know it does count because it's the same company. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, the, I've actually played one of them on my list for later. Uh, but this is the third, fourth, this is the fourth installment. And this one, from what I understand, um, so the way these games work, if you've never actually played one, is they're kind of a choose your own adventure horror game. And every decision that you make throughout the game affects what happens later on as you continue to play. You know, you, you play multiple characters. Uh, generally, it, un unless you're like super smart and super lucky, you end up killing off multiple characters. <laughs> uh, but the devil in me uh, has definitely piqued my curiosity because uh, it is actually going to be inspired by H.H. H. Holmes. Mm -hmm. And so and I don't I don't know how much it's inspired. I don't know if it's kind of the, you know, a guy, you know, running a hotel, killing people kind of a thing or what it is. But I that intrigued me and I'm excited to play another one of these games. The fact that it's about H.H. H. Holmes really has my attention uh, mm -hmm. for people who are a little bit more familiar with the goings on of our other podcast playing games with strangers. We had a uh, we had a little side thing that we were doing initially that was based on H.H. H. Holmes that we never finished it for <laughs> reasons that we don't need to get into. But. I, I do have a little bit of an interest in that individual historically. So, yeah, yeah. So that'll I'm interested to see what they're going to do with this new Dark Pictures game. I've I've only played one, but I've watched gameplay of other ones and they all seem pretty fun. Um, Next on my list, uh, going back into comic books is Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League. You don't ever get to play villains really in video games you're always like the hero or the anti-hero mm -hmm. and in suicide squad you go after the justice league which sounds amazing and it feels very very much like the james gunn suicide squad like very bonkers wild bad guys or anti-heroes i guess now is is that an xbox exclusive that i don't know i would be curious to play that myself but if they got me locked out of that, man, I would be. Yeah, let me look real quick. A sad boy. Because uh, this is likely, the first time. This is the first I've heard about it. And... No, it is coming to PS5. So. Oh, good. So, yeah, my I guess my Xbox list isn't actually just Xbox. Hey, you know what? But you haven't brought up really any games that I'm going to talk about. So, yeah, well, there you go. And I'm going to finish off with another game that you may or may not want to play. Uh, I guess created by. The guys who made Rick and Morty, there's a game coming out called High on Life. It's exactly what you think it is. Definitely not family friendly in the least, but the art style is super goofy. And I guess you have a gun that actually talks to you. So it just seems really goofy, really off the wall. So it's one of those that I'm like, I kind of want to play this, even though it's nothing I could play around anybody else in my house. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. All so, right. Let's, those are my lists awesome well let's run down my list which uh is a little bit lengthy but it's only one system so uh and i'm basically just kind of recapping the most recent state of play so 
If you want any more information about it or want to see anything that I'm talking about, go check out the Sony State of Play from September 13th. Uh, you can see it on YouTube and watch the trailers for these games. Um, and if I have anything to say about any of them, I will. Dave, feel free to interrupt me if you've got thoughts. Uh, first up is Tekken 8, which at this juncture, I figured it would be like Tekken 37, because I swear that there are so many more than eight Tekken games in the That is an in the wild. old franchise that I never, <laughs> I never played. I was never real big into like fighting like brawler games. Like that. Uh, the closest I ever got was I did. I did a couple. I, I, I had a little bit of fanboyism for Street Fighter 2 back when it was on the Super Nintendo and yeah. then a little bit of Mortal Kombat at one point. But then I it just started kind of getting samey to me. So yeah. it's 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 not my jam. There's people out there who are really like legit when it comes to those six button fighter games. Oh. But. I'm not one of them. I just, I just don't have the coordination. Um, little hardware update. Sony's getting ready to release the PSVR two, cool. which will run off of the PS five. Um, and there was two games that they announced for that. Uh, the first was star Wars tales from the galaxy's edge, which is pretty much what you would expect, uh, from a star Wars VR game, motion controls and, you're running around doing Jedi things. I basically, to me, that sounds like a, uh, a, uh, what I call a puke game. Cause it would <laughs> that much motion in VR. I think I, I was going to ask, like, what's your opinion on VR? Like I, to be on, I'll be honest. I've never actually done VR, but I get motion sickness playing my PS five. So oh, yikes. And I, and, and if you're going to the whole point, uh, what I've gotten from people who own like an Oculus and stuff like that is it's, it's a fun thing to pull out at parties, you know, let everybody have a turn. It's a kind of more of a group experience than a mm. serious sit at home and grind through a video game situation. I would, and agree. I, I can think of more exciting ways to get pink eye. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my experience with my PSVR, I enjoy it. Uh, I think the big thing that we play on it that probably most people play on their VR is beat saber. You know, it's kind of a workout game, but it's also music. You know, that's about all I play. I tried mm. other games, but I have issues with feeling like I'm underwater and it gets real dark and then I get real like creeped out and I'm done. I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. We we, we know about your <laughs> issues with water. Yeah. There was a couple moments in uh, Horizon Forbidden West. I'm like, man, I wish Dave was here right now. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably pass out from holding my breath. Um. But the other game that they announced for the PSVR 2 uh, might actually push me over the edge to get one. It's called Demio, uh, but it's spelled like Demeo, uh, D-E-M-E-O. And that is a kind of, that's a video game that basically sim simulates like you're playing a tabletop RPG. You have the squared boards with standees and you roll dice and but it's like all predetermined stuff that you do. So it's not like you're running your own game. It's like someone's running a game and you're making all the character decisions. That sounds fun. Yeah, dude. Like I saw that and I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm not a PSVR guy, but that, that and Psychonauts, uh, the Psychonauts pre sequel that they put out the rhombus of ruin might push me over that edge. 
Can you make your own miniature? Oh my gosh, that would be cool. Did you just look it up? I just looked it up and I see the screenshot. (laughs) It's like, it's a party and you're invited. Hang out with friends in VR with the new Heroes Hangout update and paint miniatures. Like, that's cool. Dave's like, this is everything I want. I'm getting a PS5. No, not yet. Eventually. Yeah, at some point. Um, After that, they talked about a game called Like a Dragon Ishin. Uh, it, I, I don't know if it ties into the Yakuza lore because I, they, Mm. they did Yakuza like a dragon and then they got this game called like a dragon and they both, the dialogue, the dialogue in both games are Japanese with English subtitles. Um, but this one is a more historical take. It looks like samurais, except there's some guns in it as well. So, um, it looked all right. It didn't excite me, but I'm sure there's a crowd out there who's probably excited for it. Like I'm a bit of a video game snob. Like I, I know what I, I know what I like, you yeah. know, and, and I, I'm very particular. Um, so there's, there's a lot of interesting creative elements to it. And I, and, and I will say this for people out there who are just like, uh, then why are you covering this? It's I, I'm, I'm, I'm picky. And, I, and all I've had is just a little, one and a half minute preview of the game. And when I first saw horizon zero dawn uh, at when it was first announced at G three, I wasn't interested in that either. So, you know, I, just because I'm not interested in the preview that they show me doesn't mean that it's, I won't like it later on. So true, I can only true. give you my natural reaction. Um, after that Hogwarts legacy coming out on February 10th of next year. So that's coming up quickly. Yeah, I forgot about that. one. Yeah. I don't know how to feel about that. Like there's some times where I'm thinking that's an interesting concept. It could be fun. And there's another times where I, I feel like they're milking the cash cow and it just depends on which preview you see. Yeah, I could totally see that having a big Harry Potter fan in our house. I've been trying to keep an eye on it and it definitely looks like something that at least somebody in our family is because, (laughs) and I'm always, I'm always leery about licensed games like that just because, you know, we grew up in a generation where licensed game equals garbage. Yeah. And vice versa. Movies Mm -hmm. made about video games, garbage. Yeah. And so it's, it's hard for me not to get my hackles up a little bit and just be like, "Mm, I don't know. But in the same time, in the same time, I just want to let myself go and be excited. So I'm, I'm caught I'll say I'm cautiously optimistic about it. That's fair. That's fair. Um, Pacific drive. Have you heard anything about that? I have not. Is it a racing game? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Like the preview was one of the most confusing things I saw. Like initially when they, when you first start the preview, it almost looks like it looks like it's going to be a spiritual successor to days gone which okay. was a fantastic video game because mm. you're, you're in a like abandoned area and you hear some radio talking about you're in the, you're in the Olympic exclusion zone, blah, 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 whatever. Right. But then you never see the protagonist. It, it, it seems like it's completely first person and you're driving this beat up station wagon through what looks like, um, the Cascade mountain range or the Olympic mountain or the Olympic, uh, rainforest here in okay. Washington. And there's like 
things shooting up from the ground around you and lightning coming down and spiky balls coming from the sky. And hmm. I mean, it, it, it literally just looks like you're driving in like a 1976 station wagon through Armageddon. <laughs> I mean, what could be cooler, right? <laughs> it, it, it looked interesting until it didn't, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like I, I'm uh, cause I'm, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, like at first it was like, this could be cool. And then I'm like, if this is all this has to offer, it's going to yeah. get samey quick. Like, yeah, I, I'm looking at it now and it's, it's hard to say, like it kind of does look like it could be like, it's a driving game for sure, but you have enemies that you're attacking. It looks like you upgrade your car. Like it, there is something interesting about it, but I still don't know. Like it's one of those, uh, if, if I could, if I could, you know, get it as part of my, my, subscription to like game pass or you know playstation stuff playstation um, plus yeah which is like game pass now yeah yeah they they they've, they've got a bunch of games you can download for it now so that's the new thing for playstation plus yeah like if this came out for playstation plus i'd be like yeah i'll, I'll try this out but i don't think it would be something that i'm like it has to be part of my, of my collection this yet. is not yeah this is not the game that's going to sell playstations Right, right. Yeah, I mean, people aren't going to be like, I need to get a PlayStation 5 for this. So, <laughs> right. um, and then after that, they talked about something new that I don't think any of the big three of consoles have tried to do yet. No, I, I tell a lie. Nintendo did it with the Nintendo Club. Uh, but PlayStation Stars, it's a loyalty program oh, that they're yeah. doing. And I don't know. They haven't announced a lot about it yet. I'll be, but basically there's a lot of digital collectibles you can show off. I mean, maybe it's just my age talking, but that just kind of looks dumb to me. I mean, <laughs> it's we are like, in the... Ooh, something digital. Yeah. Mm. Like we're, we're in the, the age of NFTs. So not a surprise that they would do something like this. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I don't care. <laughs> well, you, well, you are definitely like, you're, you're the person that's like, I need the tactile. I need the package in my hand. I want to hold it. It's because I want an actual thing. I don't. Right. Want... Right. Right. I'm, I'm not making fun. I'm just saying that's the kind of person you are. Um, so that there's that. If, if it's something you're excited about out there, good on you. Um, I'm not here to yuck your yum, you know, so just not my thing. Sin duality, and that's S Y N, not S I N. Uh, kind of a generic looking JRPG featuring a white haired girl, and everything in it was bland. So, um, sounds like a JRPG. Oh, yeah. Uh, it, 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 it gave me, uh, it gave me the same feelings like Legend of the Dragoon and mm. stuff like that, you know, where it's just kind of like, Hey, if you like JRPGs, this is your thing. Uh, nothing really stuck out about it to me. Not, nothing bad, nothing good. Just here's another game. Yeah. Uh, after that was uh, something that I have kind of sort of uh, been following. It was originally called Project Eve, and that'll ring some bells for some people out there. Um, but they have renamed it. It is now called Stellar Blade. And this is also a JRPG, but this one, this one's a little bit nutty. Uh, hang on to your hats because it is, it looks like a post-apocalyptic cyberpunkish JRPG. 
starts out with some older Asian dude talking about things that have been going on. And then it goes to the side of his head and half of his head is missing with computer parts coming out of it. But he's dressed in traditional Japanese clothing. And then it shows the party of three characters and people jumping around and shooting things. And I'm like, I might be able to get down with this. I took issue with certain amounts of what people would refer to as fan service in it. Hmm. Um, meaning there's some young girls that are wearing some skimpy clothing. Ah. And it, you can you almost wonder if uh, there was an engineer that worked on the game that worked on specific jiggle physics, if you catch oh. my drift. Wonderful. Yeah. So I don't know how to feel about it. Like, I'm a fan of RPGs, uh, but I don't I don't know if I can stick my toe into that water or not, because I just I, I don't want I don't want it. <laughs> you know, I, right. I don't want to feel right. like I'm leering at people so but it is right. a playstation exclusive and it's slated to come out next year um another playstation 5 exclusive that is coming out in 2024 so we're wow. looking way down the pipeline and i can't i am stupid excited about this game it's called rise of the ronin now, I don't think it is an actual successor to it, but it looks very similar to Ghost of Tsushima. And you heard what I had to say mm-hmm. about Ghost of Tsushima earlier. Um, it looks like it takes place a little bit later in the timeline. There are samurais. Um, yes, there are some firearms in it, but there are the flintlock firearms. Okay. So it's... It looks tasty, man. I like samurai <laughs> battles and mm, it, it just hits all the right notes of ghosts of ghost of Tsushima for me. And like for as, for as much as I would have liked like a dragon Ishin to uh, hit those notes. It, there were some like, cause both game both games look very similar. I'm just going to throw that out there. Both games look similar, um, but there's just something about rise of the Ronin that, has me jumping off the walls. Whereas like a dragon is just kind of like, eh, we'll see. Um, and it, you know, and it it was sort of the same thing when ghost of Tsushima came out because they also announced that at about the same time as, um, can't remember it now. The from software game that dealt with samurais. Oh, um, I know exactly what you're talking about. I just can't think of what it's called. I apologize to the from software fans out there who are just screaming at their, uh, computer right now uh dave is being the ever amazing individual and looking it up sekiro sekiro that's right um it's very similar thing where ghost of tsushima just got me excited and sekiro was kind of like eh yeah i mean i'm that i'm in that ghost is definitely my style of game versus Mm -hmm. sekiro where like i've i've tried playing bloodborne I'm terrible at it. Everybody's terrible at it. But if I'm going to choose like theme, if if it's, the, you know, that mm-hmm. samurai theme, I'm going to go with ghost because it's the style of gameplay I enjoy. And I'm not going to throw my controller. That and when I go to a video game, I want to feel like a superhero. I don't want to feel yeah. like I'm terrible at the game. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. right. And, and for those of you who like the grind of the from software games, 
more power to you. It's just for me, it's like an abusive spouse. I keep coming back <laughs> saying maybe this time will be different, but they just continue uh-huh. to hurt me. Yeah. So I just, I just choose not to go back anymore. It's just like, okay, you know what? This relationship doesn't work. Yep. Yep. And then the final game on the PlayStation list. Anybody who's been following anything PlayStation for upcoming games should know what this grand finale was. It's God of War, Ragnarok. Yes. OMG. Wow. It's probably the game that's going to make me get a PS5. Dude, like. They, they after that first game they can the game the game could have like like a poop simulator on it just be like <laughs> help kratos take a dump and i'd be like right. i need that i need that because yeah. santa barbara studios did such a good job with the first one that i whatever whatever it's gonna be good they'll find a way to make it interesting so how long have we been waiting for ragnarok because i got into i got my ps4 late in its in its life cycle so when I finished God of War and then you have that teaser at the end that's teasing Ragnarok, I don't actually know what the time span was because I was thinking God of War came out earlier in the PS4. Uh, God of War came out in 2018 and there was okay. there was no DLC for it. They like flat out squashed all the DLC for it. OK, so I guess it's not as long as I thought I was thinking, OK, wow. Interesting. So I guess I, I wasn't really too too late to the game, but I no. remember hearing that that was like one of the games that you needed to play on PS4. And it was. Yes, I would absolutely agree. I, I had I was late a little bit late to it, too, because I had some trepidation because I hadn't played any of the God of War games before that. Mm-hmm. And the way they presented the material, you didn't really need to. There was a couple nods to something that happened in the first few games. Yeah. But I didn't have to play it to care. No, it is a very self-contained story, and it's wonderful. It's fantastic. And one day I'll go back and play it again, and I'll beat all the Valkyries because I yeah. Good luck with that, that, dude. Good <laughs> luck. Remember I tried whole, doing. I tried the, doing it. Yeah, yeah. Remember the From Software conversation we just had? That's why I didn't do it. <laughs> see, see previously mentioned from software segment for right. for more edification. <sighs> All right. Well, with the upcoming games out of the way, let's we are in. Well, when this comes out anyway, uh, we are in the month of October, which is when all the spoopy that's going to happen comes out. Um, and I am into spoopy and Speaking of spoopy, you are playing a game that has my attention, although in the discords, there has been some upheaval about it. Tell me about Cult of the Lamb, sir. Uh, Cult of the Lamb is a game that I've got to say I was kind of surprised that I picked it up, but it kind of it tickled my brain in just a way. So the concept is you are a lamb. And at the very beginning of the game, this is not a spoiler. Uh, you get killed by these greater, essentially God-like figures. And uh, one of them, who happens to be chained up, brings you back to life and is like, hey, I brought you back to life. You you owe me everything. Now you need to start a cult and then defeat all of the other gods. And it is one of the cutest yet dark games I have ever seen. Uh, the graphics are just 
wonderful. They're they're adorable. You you have your little cult followers that you actually get to customize as you bring them in and you can change them in different animals and colors and things like that. So you have the cute factor, but the actual gameplay is kind of like a farm simulator because you got to take care of your cult. And the other half of it is a roguelike where you're going into dungeons, trying not to die to get to the end and to kill the, the God, the big boss that is there. And you have to do this multiple times in order to beat the game, which I haven't done yet, but it is, it, it definitely scratches that itch of, you know, the farm, the simulation games that I love playing, like we talked about earlier, mm-hmm. but there's also the roguelike part, which normally I'm like, eh, you know, I didn't finish Hades because it became monotonous. It became frustrating. And this game, it's frustrating, but it's still very rewarding. And there's a lot of tongue in cheek commentary. Like, you know, everything that is said, like you get abilities and upgrades and things like that. And they're very much like a wink and a nod. Like you get Mm -hmm. what we're referencing here, like, you know, drinking the Kool-Aid and stuff that is normally uh, very dark. in in social circles which is mm-hmm. why i understand in the discord where people are like nah that's totally not a thing and i get that uh but they do everything with a wink and a nod and it's just it's a fantastic game that i really cannot recommend enough it's probably my favorite game that i've played all year oh wow high praise um i i'm still on the fence about it um i'll probably play it at some point but probably if it like crosses over to the uh, PlayStation plus catalog, yeah. I just can't, I just can't see myself spending 20 bucks on it at this point. Yeah. It, it's, I love it. Is there any, is there any upcoming spooky, scary games that you're looking forward to at all, Dave? Uh, I know earlier you said you're, you, you know, sometimes if games will get too spooky, you'll step away from them. But uh, yeah, I, I haven't really, I don't have any, I don't have my eye on anything other than maybe the new Dark Pictures game. I can't think of any upcoming spooky games mm. or spoopy games. I, I use those words interchangeably. So if okay. you hear me say spoopy, I'm going to. I know some people. When I think spooky, I think of games that are actually scary versus versus spoopy, which I think are like not really scary, but cutesy scary, of, yeah. like Halloween town sort of stuff. I get yeah. it. Um. As far as me, there's three there's three uh, scary games that I am looking forward to that are coming up, and two of them are sci-fi related. Want to take a guess at them at all? Uh, I'm going to say one of them is the Dead Space reboot. Yes, sir. You even, yeah. you even said it exactly like how I have it written down on my list here. I've been paying attention to what you're talking about. Dude, that... <laughs> I have been wanting some dead space for a long time. And because they never really remade them for the PS4, Mm -hmm. like all my fun time memories of the dead space games are trapped with the PS3. (laughs) And I'm like, why would you do that to me? But then I heard about the reboot and I'm like, I need this in my life. And and it's funny because I've, I, I remember I was watching on uh, the YouTubes and a trailer popped on the screen and i thought oh my gosh this must be a trailer for the upcoming dead space Mm -hmm. but no there's another game coming out that's very similar called the callisto protocol yeah i've i've heard of this it's not it's not my cup of tea i probably pass i like scary but it's it's i don't want to be in control of the scary stuff like if i can't get away from it 
and mm-hmm. don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> but the then it's not scary. Fine. I can close it, it, my eyes and go, okay, I can watch Freddy, you know, I can skip Freddy doing that thing. But uh, playing a game is so immersive that like all the hairs just stand up and I'm like, eh, I don't know. Now, there is also another reboot that's coming out soon that I just, well, I won't say soon, but it is in the works okay. uh, that I, I personally had just heard about, but apparently uh, people have been talking about already. Uh, I believe it's going to be leaned more towards the PlayStation. I don't know if it'll be, come out on the, I don't know what the, I don't know what the contracts are because we're just casual gamers here. So right. I don't have all the information, but uh, you want to take a guess at it. Big franchise. Hmm. Sci-fi, you said? That what you no, said? the the, oh, the other not. the Callisto Protocol and Dead Space were the two sci-fi. Yeah, I don't know. Silent Hill. Oh, I didn't. Kona- know that. Konami is finally getting out of get not getting out of the pachinko market, but they're gonna <laughs> start looking at things other than pachinko okay. to uh, to uh, make some money on. And Silent Hill is looking to get a reboot. So really. I am super excited about that because let's face it. Silent Hill two is a life changer for me. Really? I've, yeah. Again, never played them. I think a lot of, of a lot of my horror video gaming. I think the reason why I stay away from it is more. I wasn't allowed to play those games when I was a kid. Like my okay. dad had unreal when I was a kid. I don't know if you remember that game. It oh, was yeah, like a shoot them up. Oh, but, yeah. But I remember like my dad would play this on our like ancient PC, you know, where everything was like four billion, you know, polygons or, you know, mm-hmm. not four mm-hmm. billion, but literally four polygons made up a character. Uh, mm-hmm. And it it scared me because my dad was like, nope, no, I'm, I'm playing Unreal. Don't come in here. OK, <laughs> so I think that's kind that's part of it, because I, I like horror movies, but scary games, I some of them I can make it. Some of them I can't. You know, and I'm aware that they're not for everybody. Yeah. Um, but for, okay. So what, what horror games would you recommend? Cause that was the other list that we were making out was what would you recommend for people to, for people to play if they're looking for something a little bit spooky or spoopy, if we're going to separate the two words in the upcoming Halloween season. Mm. Cause I have, I have, I mean, I have a list, but, uh, Hmm. I feel like now, granted, I've not played the earlier Resident Evil games, mm-hmm. uh, but I did play Resident Evil seven mm-hmm. and that is one of the most uncomfortable games I have ever played. Uh, I've heard that. Yeah, it's really uncomfortable because uh, you're, you're trapped in a house for mm-hmm. the majority of the game. But um, I think that would kind of be on the if you had a scale that would be on like this is the really scary thing mm-hmm. if you want to like ease into it maybe something like little nightmares i've heard good things about that but i've not actually played it myself yeah um yeah little nightmares it, it's definitely it's spooky mm-hmm. but again they kind of take a soft approach to it mm-hmm. because everything's a little cute it's very tim burtony but scarier okay that sense. Mm-hmm. so that, that would be my recommendation that way you're not like jumping headlong into something terrifying if you're not ready all right anything else on that scale that you want to talk about um i mean i kind of just had a list of some of my favorite games that kind of give you the jump scares or really just kind of the feel 
uh, I, I got I, six on mine. If you're if you're okay. trying to get it, so oh, go, got, go for it. I've got, I've got several, but The Last of Us one and two, specifically the first one. Second mm-hmm. one wasn't as it had a different feel than the first one, but the first one is definitely uh, if you don't know what you're getting into, uh, having to fight some of those enemies is just terrifying. Sneaking around in the dark with just a flashlight, and then you hear a click. Like <laughs> that's yeah, scary. clickers. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mentioned Man of Medan earlier. That's one of it's the first dark pictures game. And uh, that I would say that's kind of it's it's lighter because mm-hmm. it's more jump scares and not like pure terror. Right. Um, the forest is another PlayStation. Uh, yeah. PlayStation and PC game. It's uh, the concept is your character. You. Uh, your plane crashes and you're on this de- this deserted island that you come to find out is actually inhabited by these mutant um, tribe people and they've taken your son. And so it's like a base building kind of thing, but you also build traps. Uh, but there are some really like scary moments in that game as you're you're hunting or collecting things. And all of a sudden you have these tribes, people just pop out of nowhere and just attack you. and then go down to a cave there's a whole cave system that's terrifying because the things are even more mutated uh really creepy yeah Uh, let's see doom eternal was something that i found uh creepy because i'd never played any of the doom games did you Uh, play so you haven't played doom 2016 then no oh i have not but doom eternal was not knowing what i was getting myself into there it's such fast-paced gameplay and you turn around and there's literally something like right in your face. I don't know how many times I jumped and almost launched my controller across the room. Just <laughs> those big, like um, beholder looking uh, demons that are in that game. Scared mm-hmm. the living crap out of me. Uh, and then there's Dead by Daylight, which is a multiplayer game that's on, yeah. I think, every platform. That is, that's scary, but it's fun too, depending on what role you're playing. You can either play, uh, the what do you want to call them kind of like the the monster essentially like you can play jason and michael and leatherface and a bunch of horror icons versus like three or four people who have to like disable traps and try not to get caught by you or the the monster or whatever mm-hmm. so that's fun um if we're gonna go toward the more like cute side because those are kind of the intense ones i guess right um which in the woods is currently a game preview for xbox and i think it's coming to switch but you're you're you play this cute little witch who has to make potions and save a little village it's not scary at all but you have that witch theme um it's it's cute and i can't mm-hmm. recommend it enough for especially little girls uh, because it's not dark at all and some of the humor is perfect for that age uh there's a game called carrion where you play they call it a reverse horror game where you are actually playing the monster. Uh, but it's like a, it's a platformer game that you play. I don't know what this monster is, but you just, you eat as many scientists as you can, as you unlock. doors. <laughs> and, yeah. So like think mega man, but if you were a monster that was trying to escape a lab, yeah, it's, it's actually a lot of fun. Uh, I mentioned little nightmares and cult of the lamb. And then there's an old game for, xbox 360 and i'm sure you could probably find it 
think it was on PC. I don't think it was ever on PlayStation, but it's called Limbo. Oh, no, that was on PlayStation. Was it? Okay. Yeah, I, I had that one. Okay, because I remember getting it with Xbox games for gold like years ago. And that is that's one of those like it's a little bit heart wrenching. It's a little sad, uh, but it's def- it's got a black and white um, style to it. Uh, it's it's kind of dark. You die a lot if you don't know how to play it. It's so, it, it's a souls like platformer. Yeah, before FromSoft ruined them. So, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think those are those are kind of the games that I would recommend getting into if you want spooky games. All right, now, Dave. Dave's Dave's list was a little bit more inclusive of the spookier side. Me, yeah. I, I I tend to steer away from anything that can be be described as cute. And I don't, I don't have kids too. So that's, yeah. yeah. Uh, so my, my list, my list is basically a pumpkin spice latte list. It's, it's going to be basic here. You're going to be like, <laughs> Oh yeah, that makes sense. Dead uh, space, dead space two, dead space <laughs> 75. Right. Uh, no, uh, res the resident evil two remake. Okay. Have you played the remake? I haven't. And I really want to, cause I've heard that it is excellent. It's, it's super tasty. Um, it, did you ever play? Did you play the original back in the day? No. Oh, I've only played seven. Okay. So yeah. for, for, for the listeners out there who played Resi two back on the original PlayStation, uh, it's going to, it's going to bring back all the feels, but it's been updated enough for it to feel fresh. So totally worth, t- totally worth playing. Tank controls have been taken out. So you don't have to turn your direction and press up to go forward. Um, <laughs> those that that's how, terrible. yeah, that's how all the, all the original, but the thing about it is with the, with the original games, they were all fixed camera because they wanted oh. to, they, they all, they wanted you to feel like you were in a horror film. Uh, okay. Whereas, whereas with res resident evil four, it was different because they started going a little bit more action in a little bit less horror and okay. proceeded to go that way. So that's a good one. I would recommend anyone. Uh, you heard me talk about it earlier until dawn. Uh, fantastic game. That movie is basically a horror movie simulator mm-hmm. is, is what it comes down to. Yeah. Uh, if, if you play the game, if you've ever asked yourself, can I sur- would I ever be able to survive a horror film? That's a good way to find out. So, cause it's all about making choices. Um, if you like your horror a little bit more sci-fi themed alien isolation. I did play that for a second. That game is intense from the word go. Like yeah. you're the moment <laughs> you're the moment you step on the base in that game. You're just like, I know what this game's about and I don't mm-hmm. know when it's going to kick off. And yeah, uh... <laughs> I was good until I had to like hide under like a desk or something. And I, I see the xenomorph like walk in. I'm like, nope, can't do it. <laughs> It, it it literally like if you ever had those nightmares where you're trying to escape from something and you yeah. never are certain like it, it's basically like playing in one of those nightmares mm-hmm. is is really what it's like it, it's 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 not so much like you're afraid to see the thing it's just 100 stress that that yeah. game is that game is stress the video game so <laughs> maybe maybe it'll be something that the people who are into the from software games will like um and then my, the final two games on my list are very similar to each other. Um, and anybody who knows me is going to be like, yeah, that's that's a John game. Uh, first one being Call of Cthulhu. Yeah, uh, that's a John ha- game. 
have you have you played have you played that game for the pl- that was put out on the playstation last last I gen um i know dallas i talked dallas into covering it for uh cthulhu for february mm-hmm. um he had a good time with it good. as long as long up to the point where it's where it was buggy um he oh. it that and my next game which is the sinking city uh both of them are very lovecraftian in the stories they tell but both of them are also like stupid stupid buggy um so if you can get around the bugs they're great games they they're very uncomfortable narratives and it's a lot it's it's more of solving this mystery that progressively becomes more and more uncomfortable as you go forward and it's less about hiding in terror as more as on as more as unraveling a terror that's already there okay that you just didn't know about okay um so it it, it's more of a slow burn um and it it, it's more psychological in finding out exactly how little control you actually have Hmm. interesting so but that's my list i think i've seen the sinking city around but it's never been anything i'm like yeah i should play that um, you know, if I was, if I was to put it on, if I was to rank it like full price bargain bin, rent it or, uh, uh get it for free, you know, I would, I would put it in somewhere between bargain bin and rent it. It, it okay. it's worth putting, putting some money to it. I wouldn't pay 60 bucks for it. Definitely. Right. Uh, but you know, if you can find it for 20 bucks or less, I'd say it's probably worth it. Cause you're, you, you will be sitting through some bugginess, but it's. This this the story and fig and the mind games of figuring out what's actually going on is you know it, it, it weighs out the bugginess so okay good to know yeah so that is what we have planned for our episode do you have anything else you want to talk about Dave before we skedaddle no I don't think so I think we covered a lot I'm looking at the list of games that we talked about and or at least that I mentioned a lot of games. There is a lot of games. Well, we are at that point of the uh, at the point of the show where uh, we play the game. The we play the game. Ask a DM. Yay. Um. So we do have a list of DM questions here, and I'm just going to keep going down the questions we solicited when we first got the show. How many questions do you want to do today, Dave? We can do two. Let's do two. All right. First question comes from Drew Dodgen where he asks, what is the craziest thing a player has done in one of your games? I mean, you could probably answer that quicker than I could. Could I? We have chaos most every session. I know, but you're asking <laughs> me to rank it and then figure out what's the craziest. Uh, this is a horrible question. Drew's fired. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, when you say craziest, I'm not, I'm not sure if Drew's asking as far as um like just zany off the wall or just like dude what are you doing um <laughs> that's how i took it i took it as the latter okay what are you doing uh so if i was to say that i would say for anybody who's listened to the playing games of strangers show that both dave and i are on i would probably say it'd have to be when the characters orbog and Pooh, who at the time i think were only eighth level decided to try to face tank a night walker oh what a session and 
I broke my own rules by applying Deus Ex Machina uh, to not kill Pooh. And I've regretted it ever since because as a DM, I should have <laughs> let what happened happen and respected the choice of the player. So that was that that's on me. But yeah, that that was just like, why? Why would you? Why? Mm-hmm. why? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't I don't know that I've ever I've had any because my my players are still pretty new to playing. So I don't think we've had any like super crazy stuff. Uh, my youngest brother, he's he's our rogue and he's just doing crazy stuff just to see what I'm going to do. And I've I've taken a page out of your book and I'm like, OK, you do it and something's going to happen. But I don't think I have anything as of yet that has been super like, are you are you kidding me? Like, that's something you're going to do. So I kind of have a non answer for this. And that's fine. Uh, you're 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 still new ish uh so cool cool uh instead of me just going from top to bottom let's 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 have a little bit of fun with this uh pick a number between one and five dave uh three all right this next question comes from a friend of ours branson boykin um and he asks is there an easy way to create stats for an npc on the fly well, you've definitely had to do this more than I have. Um, I will say that I'm trying to find my secret sauce here because I do have, I do have a secret way to do it if I need stats first. But the first thing I will say that when you're new to DMing, your initial thought is I need to know the stats of everybody before I bring them into the game. Mm-hmm. And that's just simply not the case. Um, I will say that the only time you really need to stat out a character is to, uh, is to basically if they're going to be in combat at some point, or if they're going to be a part of the campaign for a consistent length of time, um, where they might need something like, uh, deception or something like that. But for the most part, you know, if you set, your DCs within a reasonable range, most people are typically happy with that unless you're playing with uh, somebody who's very rule specific, or if your group is really, really into that type of playing, because there are some groups who are like, I want to play rules heavy and that's fine too. Um, uh, Another way to, to stat a character real quick is just roll your D 20. That's what I do just roll a D 20 and whatever that is, that's the stat that you need to use. That's that sets the DC for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you do need to truly flesh out a character, uh, the web, there is a website that I use when I need to, um, call and it's fastcharacter.com, F A S T C H A R A C T E R.com. And it will ask you for a player's name. It'll ask you for the race, class, level, alignment, and background. And then you click create character and it'll generate a character sheet for you with it, with it completely statted out. Cool. I have heard of that. I've never had to use it. Usually I kind of say what you did where it's just like, I'm going to either set a DC to a certain degree because I've, I've never had players. And I think this is probably what Branson is implying with the question like i don't have murder hobos as my my players they're generally pretty cool with 
you know, shopkeepers or NPCs that they run into that are not specifically in combat. So I've never had to be like, oh, okay, well, you know, I've got Bilbo running a shop here. And now I've got to suddenly stat him out because my rogue wants to fight him. I've never run into that, but I fully expect for that to happen at least sometime in my game. I, I think as a DM, it, as long as you've established that actions have consequences, that typically will curtail most murder hobo activity um, because people grow attached to their characters. And if they have armies that are looking for them and they can't go into any civilization and they're just constantly on the run, they're going to stop having fun. But right. I'm, and it's, it's, it's not really DM versus players. It's just, you know, the players are playing the way they want to fine, but there are consequences. And, you know, as my DM mentor, Eric once said, you know, there's a difference between chaotic neutral and chaotic stupid. Yeah. Agreed. If, if someone's being like, Oh, I'm playing chaotic neutral and I'm just going to murder everybody. Well, that's not chaotic neutral. First of all, that's just (laughs) that that's going to be some form of evil and that's going to be off the charts. And congratulations you became the big bad right you know i mean yeah so you know it's it it just is what it is so consequences dms don't feel bad about applying consequences because that's going to save your game in the long run i i feel like we answered three questions with the two questions we probably did but i didn't have (laughs) i didn't really have an answer for the first one so sure so, uh, but yeah, if you have any questions on there, uh, jump on that you want to ask a DM, jump on to the, uh, casual gamer society thread on the geek devotions, uh, discord. I frequent it a lot. Dave frequents it some, and we will definitely pick up your questions and it may be featured in a future episode. So stay tuned. Uh, that being said, unless you got anything else to talk about, Dave, nope. no. I'm good. All right. Well, on the behalf of the casual gamers out there, I'm John. That's been Dave. And keep on gaming, you gamers. I don't know. I'll come up with a tagline at some point. (laughs) Good night, everybody.